and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 342, where I'm going to go through a couple of books tonight, have a couple chuckles, a couple of laughs, right? And by the end, I will tell you, I'll tell you right now, we will have another episode on this coming up Monday. I wanted to talk to Brandon about the finale to Extreme Carnage. He was not available this week. So instead of me going through it on my own, on my own, I ended up asking Brandon by the end of the show. You'll hear me. I'll actually get the message from Brandon as we're recording that he is a go for this coming up Monday. So we'll have a special little spotlight with just that since me and Brandon have gone through all of the issues on that little what you would call an event. I'm not a handsome man. I said that later as well because I'm not. But with all of that, let's kick this off because, hey, welcome. And if you want to know where to go and where to find us in these days, go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. I promise you we will follow you back 100%, 100% follow back policy. And then go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you'll get a, a ton of shows. You can support what you get on this feed. This show, the Star Wars show, the new best ever show, all that stuff on the regular feed. We get a ton more in return. It is pretty much a whole network of shows on the Patreon. It's a cool time to check it out because if you do go right now, you won't be charged right away. You'll only be charged at the end of the month into the next one if you decide to stay. So basically, you're there. You sign up today, right? You're like, oh, let me check. Pick a level. Got a lot of shows. Let's listen to them all. And you could listen to every show, all the backlog, all the stuff that we've ever done, almost 2,000 shows on the Patreon. You can listen to them to your heart's content. By the time we get to November 1st, you just have to make a decision. Do you want to carry on into November? If you do, whatever level you're there, you'll get charged that amount. But if you say, nah, it's not for me, I end up listening to all these things, Jim's a jerk, I don't like him, whatnot, whatever your ideas are, whatever you think. You just quit before November 1st. You'll never be charged. You will always have those memories. You know, the memories are priceless, right, of all those shows. Uh, But you'll never be charged a cent. It just makes me a little sad. But that's still, you gave it a shot. That's all I ask. Like I said, it's a perfect time now because you get pretty much a full month of a free trial. So check that out. That'd be pretty cool of you. But with all of that, we're going to go off and get into the podcast. Normally here I'd have the badass roll call, all that stuff. But as I'm recording, all that stuff is kind of going through the end of the month and everything gets a little sketchy. Then I don't want to miss anybody and whatnot. So I apologize to the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. uh, Because that is really it gets hairy at the end of the month into the next one. So with all of that, though, I do want to mention those badasses. They they can end up being yelled at. You can point your finger and and or you can commend them because on our weekly Patreon badass picks of the week spotlight exclusive to the Patreon, they did end up picking pretty much the biggest book for that, and that is Amazing Spider-Man number seventy-four, Nick Spencer's finale. So if you want to hear me and Clay talk about that, that's on the Patreon. Also, the whole Dark Hawk number two that I'm going to go through. Kyle Higgins, I'm a big fan. Kyle Higgins, so go and hear that as well. But without any more nonsense, let's go off to this podcast where we're going to talk about Black Cat, Miles Morales, and Thor. All right, we're going to start with Black Cat number 10, shall we? Shall we start with Black Cat number 10? This is Infinity Score Part 3. We're going to end this whole Infinity Score deal next month in November with a giant-sized Black Cat. And I have kind of conflicting emotions about this. If we were going to continue after this Infinity Score, if this book wasn't ending, this would be one of those stories and one of those arcs that I would think 
Okay, let's get this over with. It's not really hitting with me personally, but I love Felicia, and there's still moments with Felicia that are really good even in this issue. Uh, But I want to get back to what we had before the shutdown, that first volume of The Black Cat, where Jed McKay really based it on Felicia, Black Fox, Bruno, Dr. Corpse, the idea of family. They're going around doing some heists, you know, all that sort of thing going on, which was setting up that whole Thieves Guild vault heist that we did finally get to. But when we came back after the shutdown, we come back with Felicia and Black Cat tying into the King and Black story. It felt too big. Some of the things in that just felt too cosmic, too big for Felicia. But it is a big event, all hands on deck. But then after that, we kind of rushed to an ending of that vault, the whole New York Crimes Guild, you know, Thieves Guild vault. And it, it ended up where they had to dupe a god. Black Fox was doing things underhanded. You had to deed to Manhattan. And then, you know, don't end up not reading the, the small print. It, it just was a little. Then we go to this Infinity Score, and it just, where I wanted to, to get more and more grounded, it got more and more cosmic. And I think that it's kind of gotten beyond the grasp of what I think I love about Black Cat. So normally I'd be like, okay, let's get this in Let's get back to the gritty stuff. Let's get back to the family. Let's get back to the team. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to end. So I have to deal with what we're getting here. And I saw the reviews for this issue. And boy, they're, they're through the roof. I mean, I think the aggregate score on Comic Roundup is like a 9-1. I'm not that high on this. I still like points. I still like having a Black Cat book. But... Again, this Infinity Score, it just seems too big of what's going on. Here it is, though. It's written by Jed McKay, art by C.F. Villia, colors by Brian Reber, letters by Farron Delgado. And I will also mention the idea that if Felicia would team up with a guy who shows up in this book, we will get the Heroes Reborn back. I don't want that. I mean, just the idea that you set up almost like the villainous situation that if things don't go right, you're going to get Heroes Reborn back? Oh, my God. That's that's crazy stakes. Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. the Black Cat, a.k.a. the World's Greatest Thief. There's a lot of a.k.a.s here. A.k.a. Black Cat, a.k.a. the World's Greatest Thief. Has her eyes on a prize of cosmic proportions. The ultra-powerful Infinity Stones have been embedded inside super-powered individuals, like the reality-warping supervillain Ripley Ryan, a.k.a. Star. The time-stopping felon, Hector Batista, a.k.a. Overtime, right? And the teleporting child, Snatcher Quantum, a.k.a. Piece of Crap. They're all bad news, but Felicia needs them to achieve her goal. She already has Star and Overtime in the bag. She told them she needed their help kidnapping a named scientist for a client who may or may not be Dr. Doom. And in exchange, promised them protection from super spy Nick Fury. Now Felicia just needs to sway Quantum before she can carry out the next phase of her plan. But she'll have to act fast because Fury is hot on her trail and he's not the only one. Again, this whole Infinity Stone in people deal, it has gone on for years now. It literally has. And why doesn't it feel big? I mean, these are the Infinity Stones, people. I mean, everybody used to get excited about this. Maybe that's why. Uh, maybe it's just because it's been strung along for so long. I mean, the idea that we knew about Overtime years ago, Star ends up coming up in the Captain Marvel book, is there a little, becomes a villain, all all right, but nothing has really, really hit in this, including this Infinity Score deal that has even started off going through the infinite destinies that went through the annuals, in the backups of that, you had Nick Fury battling it out with Nighthawk. I didn't hear anybody talking about this. Nobody talking about those things. Then kind of overlaps with the Black Cat book. But when you get done those, you know, annuals, it only sets up the beginning of the Infinity Score that we already read. It's all, everything is just less than what it should be. And yet it's still too big, I think. For just Felicia and a Black Cat book But you start off with her and Quantum And she's like, oh, I gotta see if Quantum's gonna be involved Quantum doesn't talk, so, you know, real dud And so Felicia's, hey, uh, you're a real piece of crap I'm gonna give you this device so Nick Fury can't find you And how about you just join the team He doesn't say anything She says, I guess that's a yes And then he teleports out All right, 
There we go. But she needs him and she needs, you know, all of them, Star, Overtime, and Quantum as they go forward. Now, with all of that, we had those backups with Nighthawk. Nighthawk wants to get a hold of these stones slash people so that he can bring back the heroes reborn world where he was a number one he was all cool whatever and so he is there and he's chasing down felicia felicia says you know spider-man has spidey sense criminals and thieves they have that i you know the thieves sense where you know somebody's watching you and somebody's watching me so let me go and she goes and she's zipping through new york city as nighthawk is chasing you can see through a you know uh, a silhouette and if you've been reading you know right away it's nighthawk he's chasing her down Finally, she says, I'm going to go through this gauntlet that I run when I really want to get away. I'm like, why, why don't people just do the, the main thing, the big thing first? I don't care if it's something a little like, okay, I'm going to go through this route, this route. Oh, they're pretty good. Let me go through my main one. No, go to the main one. She does, and she still can't shake Nighthawk, and she ends up getting knocked down. And like, how the hell did you get through my gauntlet? And he says, well, it's because you showed me how. Years ago. And this is, again, he's talking Heroes Reborn stuff. He's talking a world that was ripped away from him that he wants to have back and tries to convince Felicia, first off, that he's telling the truth. I know everything about you. Gets to almost saying they're lovers, but says we were, you know, dot, 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 close. Like if he said the dot, dot, dots, too. She doesn't believe him, and you get that whole deal. Well, Let me tell you this. Your name is Felicia Sarah Hardy. Your mother's name was Lydia and your father's name was Walter. You like 60s television and 80s music. In my mind, I'm like the opposite and hopefully opposites attract. I like more of 60s music and 80s television. It's a maybe I have a chance with Felicia's. That's all I'm saying. Opposites attract. MC Scat Cat Paul Abdul. Right. And and she'll know that big 80s music. So let's go. But says you like trash takeout. All right. Check. We're there. Expensive champagne. And yeah, not me. I'm a bit of a penny pincher. I am. I would not drink. And I don't drink. Uh, that's the deal. Because and it's funny. He then says you're allergic to mushrooms, but really you just don't like them. That's very similar. Me and her can connect. This is all I'm doing through this whole issue is I'm trying to spell out the case. while me and Felicia should be dating. Uh, when I was a teenager, I didn't, I didn't drink. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do any of that. So I ended up where you, you get invited to a party, you know, high school party. People are drinking. You don't want to be a dud, right? I, and I wasn't one that I was going to pretend or, you know, hey, what are you doing, nursing it over there, buddy? No, I would tell everybody, and so I'm like, hey, um, before the party scene or whatever, you know, I'm allergic to hops. It's devastating. I mean, let me tell you, I would really chug a lug that beer, right? I probably would even get the the terminology wrong because I was a bit of a naive kid. I'm like, yeah, I would get all the beers, right? Uh, but I can't because I'm allergic to option. You, you don't need me to get – I'd have to get my EpiPen out and you'd have to take the – like, where's this EpiPen? Oh, I forgot it. But I was lying. <laughs> Basically, I was trying the, – the thing is I make up this whole scenario. To set it up so when I get invited to the parties, I can just say, oh, and they're like, oh, he's cool. He's just allergic to I was never invited to parties. It was a a ploy that was not needed. I ended up setting up all this stuff like, oh, my God, Dad. I'm like, I'm just waiting by the phone, waiting for somebody to invite me to a party. I mean, I was such a kind of a naive, I don't want to say loser, but I wasn't involved I would throw my own party and wouldn't be invited. I mean, how does that happen? I mean, I get no respect. I'm like, Rodney, danger. Uh, yeah, so back to the deal is I think that me and Felicia are made for each other. I'm going to tell my wife and five kids that I have found somebody new. She actually likes truffles, though, because they're classy. And this is what I was saying earlier about Jed McKay. You know, he writes a good black cat. That's a really good description of Felicia. Now, some of it's fact, whatever, but the idea that she doesn't like mushrooms she hates them probably weirds her out too a lot of people are are like that plus when they sit around a little when you slice them and they get slimy disgusting but they are grown in poop but i love them by the way i love mushrooms but you end up 
the truffles you eat them even though you hate it's because they're classy that's 100 percent felicia that's pretty good and then he says in my world you told me everything we were dot 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 very close but you don't remember that world because it was ripped away i want to bring it back and now the funny thing is if you didn't Read The Heroes Reborn. If you're not familiar with Nighthawk, if you're not familiar with the Squadron Supreme, they're the Justice League. They're the Amalgam Justice League in the Marvel Universe. And when we went over to that Heroes Reborn world, it was like, oh, my God, if the DC Justice League came over to the Marvel Universe and took over, it would really stink. It's what they kind of were wink winking about, Jason Aaron and all that. Um, But here... I get a little chuckle. Jeb McKay plays a little with this because Nighthawk is the amalgam of Batman. And there you have Cat, Black Cats. This is the Bat Cat. And it's like, you know, we were the Hawk and Cat. And I thought that was kind of funny. But he needs the Infinity Stones. He needs to get them so that he can bring back this world. And he's trying to convince Felicia. It's a, it's a hard sell to just pop in and say, hey, you don't really know me, but we were lovers in a different world. And I want to bring back that world because you'd really dig it the most. Like, how does she know? I mean, she may end up and when they go, Heroes Reborn comes and Nighthawk's like, oh, by the way, we broke up yesterday. So sayonara, sucker. But the big thing that she hears, and she's smart. This is, again, what I love about Felicia is that she heard a past tense in one of the sentences. Your mom's name was Lydia. Now, unless in the Heroes Reborn world, People like to change their names willy-nilly, and now she's Sally. There's big problems, and Black Cat realizes that, Felicia says. You said my mom's name was Lydia. My mom's alive in this world. It's a reverse flashpoint, really. I want to stay in the world where my mom's alive. I don't want to go to this world where both my parents are dead. Screw that. I'm staying. And they're kind of going to go to blows, it seems, except they're kind of quote-unquote saved or Felicia's because Nick Fury shows up in a helicopter. I wish it was an Apache helicopter. That'd be kick-ass. But goes and attacks. He is there. He orders them to start firing down on Felicia and Nighthawk. As Felicia runs away, they scatter. Felicia realizes, okay, these are rubber bullets. You know, he's not trying to kill me. Now, when you're, you're swinging above New York City, uh, in my mind, yeah, the rubber bullets may not kill you, but when they hit you in the head and knock you out and you fall to your death, I guess gravity or the pavement was your enemy. Where's Arnold? So she's running away. Okay, doesn't want to kill me. Obviously, he wants to get the Infinity Stones the same. It's been a whole thing. And the whole Infinity stole Star from him. So she's running away. She's trying to get away. And As Nick is chasing him down, keeps firing, all of a sudden he gets a text message, he gets a deal that looks like, and I thought at first was the hand, it looks like a bunch of ninjas with Stinger missile launchers ready to shoot Nick Fury and this helicopter down and just says, stand down. He says, okay, everybody, stop. Go the other way. We can't keep this, you know, everybody aboard. Like, what's going on, Nick? Just trust me. We don't want to get hit with a stinger missile. Let's go the other way. Felicia gets away. She ends up on a rooftop and sees who it was. It wasn't the hand. It was Odessa and the, you know, the Thieves Guild. And Odessa's mad because she keeps choosing Felicia over the Thieves Guild while she is the Thieves Guild leader. And Felicia kind of screwed her completely out of immortality, all these things going on. But, you know, Felicia says, you don't understand. I'm having some problems. I'm having this. And they start fighting about, you know, who should I trust more? And why am I putting, hey, Felicia, why am I putting you over the Thieves Guild? This better work out, whatnot. And then they're kind of at a, like, I'm going to look the other way, snotty, because I'm mad at you. Both of them do that. And then you end up seeing that this is all being watched by Star who's hanging out on the couch laughing and basically saying, uh, you know, we're going to end up, there's going to be some troubles coming up uh, because you end up even having Felicia's like, when has life ever been fair for either of us? Let's do this. Come on, let's go. We shouldn't be against each other. But then you end up having stars like, ha ha, this is the greatest. So you end up with the last thing. It's I just need to hold all of this together until I do the job tomorrow. And then that's the end of it. And that's where Star says, yeah, yeah, it's not. You're very wrong there. This is just the beginning. So it ends. And 
again, it's a a well paced issue. You get some things. You get Nighthawk going and telling Felicia what he wants to do. So that sets up that, you know, and Nick Fury pops in. But really, again, this whole Infinity Stones, it's it's too big, but yet nobody seems to care. But I, I like this book and I want it to continue. I want to get out of this. I want to see Bruno, Dr. Corpse and Felicia doing their heists, right? But with all of this, the idea of, okay, what is going to happen? What's going to go on? I think that Felicia just ends up kind of like snapping the deal. Hey, I got all these Infinity Stones. Let's get this worked out. Hector Batista, over time, I think will be able to change his past where he doesn't kill that couple. He's no longer, you know, a, a murderer. And I think that Felicia may end up resetting most of what happened. It'll be like that ending. Usually at the end of a series, you end up having some changes and things reset. But this will be kind of a funny deal because you can really do it with the stones and actually make it stick. So we'll see. But I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. I really do like the art, but we're going to finish up the story in Giant Size Black Cat Infinity Score number one in November. Hopefully. Hopefully that, that'll be good. Hopefully it'll be something that it ends with a bang. You get some extra pages. But I just I just want to get back to that first volume before the shutdown. I really liked that book. I really, really did. And I just want that for just a mini series. Give me give me five issues of that just to end it. Don't end it on this big cosmic stuff that just doesn't feel right for me. Again, might just be me. But that's how I feel. Yeah, I like the art stories. At least you get good Felicia. I think that Jeb McKay writes a good Felicia. And then at the end, you end up having Odessa more involved. All right, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. But let's move on to the next book. All right. And the next book is Miles Morales Spider-Man number 30. This is a 10-year anniversary of Miles Morales Spider-Man. That's pretty cool. It's a party. And you know, a Miles Morales party never stops. And it's an okay issue. You have to kind of step aside. I know I'm an old curmudgeon, uh, you know, yelling at clouds and things. I got to step aside and say, listen, this is kind of an anniversary issue. I wish it was something a little more pronounced. I wish it was something a little more special. But you're going to have Saladin Ahmed being joined by some other people that have three stories in here. Um, the main story, not much happens until the end. But what I think it's doing is, If somebody happened to just, oh, I'm going to check this out, 10-year anniversary, check it out, they kind of get an idea of what Miles is about, especially in the here and now new costume, Dating Starling. And then you have a cliffhanger that will be pretty big for most people, especially since it's Taskmaster, just recently, Black Widow movie, all that, leading into the next big arc. So this is just a step-aside, cool-down issue, and then you get these other ones. We'll go into it all. But you do start out with the cover. It says celebrating 10 years. But even then, I wish this, like I said, more pronounced, more of something that you could just go by and say, oh, my God, what's going on with this? Miles Morales, I heard him. I saw that cartoon. But it's it's really just like, eh, it just kind of seems halfway there, right? So you see the new custom on the cover, though, a lot of negative space. That's me trying to talk fancy talk. That's comic talk, people. And there's Miles there with his new look. Now, a lot of people want to see their heroes look like them and act like them at points. I mean, that is one of the biggest, you know, cases that you want diversity in comics. So everybody can have a hero that they can look to that, you know, resembles them and has problems, the same things, all that. Now, with that, with me, I don't need to have my heroes look like me because I'm I'm a wreck of a man. And and if the hero looks like me, they're then going to be a wreck of a hero. You don't need that. I'm telling you, if I walk by and, and I end up glancing over at a mirror, I, I get scared and somehow that mirror has snuck up on me because I'm pretty careful to not do that. I'm just saying I'm not a handsome man, but I like to wear hoodies and, and shorts all year round. Leads to some troubles It's funny In the winter I get people who are going to give me crap About wearing shorts And they're like Oh aren't you cold And I'm like Oh aren't you nosy You know Stuff like that You know Good comebacks Then in the summer I'm wearing a hoodie Oh aren't you hot And I'm like Aren't you nosy See it works both ways That is Not put down by the season 
my trash talk is never going to be defined by seasons. It's all straight. But I look at this new costume, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Miles, I don't want to shame you or anything. I don't need to be canceled here. But, boy, you got to look like you need to get on a treadmill. You look like me. And it, it doesn't look great. I don't like this costume. I don't like it at all because it reminds me of me. And it's now been an eye-opener. I just want to thank everybody. It's an eye-opener. I'm going to change my ways. This is me now. Tomorrow, I'm hitting the gym. And I say the gym. My name's Jim. If you're not aware of that, I'm just going to slap myself. That's how I hit the gym. But you go into this, again, celebration. The first story is written by Saladin Med, art by Carmen Canero. Colors by Eric Garcinega and letters by VCs Corey Petit. Being a superhero takes a lot out of you. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know with that hoodie. Miles recently survived a run-in with some clones with the assessor had crafted while experimenting on him. Miles and the benevolent clone Ship were able to walk away in one piece, but Miles' costume wasn't so lucky. After his suit was torn to shreds, Miles asked an old friend to give him a new look. That's fine. That does give you the, the recap of what we had recently. I'll just tell you right now, Shift is not in the book. There's no mention of the assessor, really. There's none of that. I don't know why you'd mention it in this. A 10-year anniversary, please. Why don't you have a start-off page that talks about... Maybe I know that Brian Michael Bendis isn't around. He's at DC. Maybe you have a little bit of an interview or something in the middle with him. Or at the beginning, just talk about you know, what Miles has meant. Give a little timeline. I don't know. Giving a straight-up, you know, pretty much of the day recap is fine all the time except for something like this. We're we're having an anniversary deal. And then when you go into the story, you know, Saladin Ahmed is going to give you the new costume. And obviously, Carmen Canero is going to draw that so you go. But the idea of you just going through this and saying, hey, if you haven't seen Miles or you haven't read a comic with him or, you know, kind of peeking in, he's a good guy. He tries to help everybody, and, and usually, you know, the stuff that he deals with, a little more street level, and it, but it's nice things. And, and with Miles, nothing too big or too small. If two little girls lose their dog Bubba, he will try as hard as to go find that dog. He, try as much as if he's fighting a guy in mandroid armor, and you, you see this, and it's pretty cool. And with that, though, I just that recap, just just have some fun with it and go in again when you're reading this and you're there. Okay, I like Miles. If you are a regular reader like I am, boy, this first story flies by. Nothing really happens. He ends up stopping a guy who is attacking a taco truck in Mandroid Armor because he has heard on the internet that the taco meat from Taco Gong is made of frost giants. Okay, goofy fun, right? Then he goes up, and all this time he's trying to get to a date with Starling. So he's trying, I got to go, I got to go. So he goes off, and then these two little twin girls, their, their dog Bubba has disappeared, and they have to be home in 10 minutes. Miles has to back on. Okay, let's go back there. What's wrong, girls? Oh, Bubba, okay. You got 10 minutes. Okay, I'll go get him. And he goes through. He's looking for Bubba. I don't know why at one point he's looking through a trash can as if Bubba's hiding and then down the manhole. But, you know. Maybe he's not that swift with that, but he does end up finding Bubba. He finds Bubba, gives the girl. Okay, goes to message Starling, and his phone is dead. Oh, no, I can't even text her. I got to get there. And when he gets there, he thinks that she's going to be upset, whatnot. But she's kind of done the same thing. She just got there a little late, and then they smooch. And, you know, you always love that at the end. But they smooch while in the crosshairs of Taskmaster, and he's going to shoot one of them. And that's a pretty cool ending. It's a cool ending for people who are reading the book going, okay, now, after this little cool down, cool, we're going to go off, and that seems pretty cool to start off with Taskmaster. That's a cool way to start a new art. Okay, very quick. 15 pages, this first story. And you go to the next story. After you get a Nick Lowe, the editor, and he has like a, a full-page spread little thing about Miles. But really, I don't really care about Nick Lowe. Telling me about it I rather would have had Again a timeline Or a Brian Michael Bendis deal Or even a Saladin Ahmed Something like that But eh, you get Nick Lowe Who says keep twipping at the end Alright alright You ain't gonna run my life Nick Lowe And so then you end And my Nick Lowe Sung cruel to be kind So get out of here editing your stuff That is old people's music You go to the next story And the funniest thing about this next story isn't what happened. It's that you have so many people writing such a 
little story, but it is written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, Kemp Powers, and Jeff Loveness, with art by Sarah Pacelli, and the art's really good. But again, it's a little story that shows that Miles was on Saturday Night Live. He's throwing out a first pitch, does just as bad as Baba Booey, I have to mention, but ends up where he's still then not even just going to help Everybody in New York, but everybody in New York, especially hot dog vendors, they're on his side. There's a funny page where it's just like a down the line, like, hey, you mess with Spidey, you mess with New York. And you don't mess with New York because we're the city in New York and New York's the city. And that's why you don't mess with New York. You get a funny little deal with that. Everybody wants to take selfies. You know, there are people who are dressed up as spider-man that are taking money that sort of thing you really miss the opportunity to start having spider-man point at each other but hey maybe that would have been a little too cliche and then at the end it's just that everybody's inspired by spider-man everybody's inspired by miles and you get that so it's nice enough not much to it but again this is a celebration i really laugh at the last the last story and the last story is called Don't Run Jocks, and it takes place 10 years in the future. It's written by Cody Ziegler, Anthony Piper, and BC's Corey Petit. Now, this story has Miles in my mind as if he's like a 60-year-old guy who's trying to talk down with the kids. I'm down with the lingo. I'm going to talk like I know what's going on. It's basically me talking to my five sons. You know, when I go in, hey, Who's throwing shade? And again, I usually use my lingo is mainly out of songs from Run DMC in the 80s. I'm like, who be ill in here? Why you front? You know, stuff like that. That's me. (laughs) Why you front, B? And they're like, who's he talking to? But yeah, Miles shows up. And in this, 10 years from now, Miles is like, what, 26? And he comes down. These kids are trying to break into a mini market, a place where the guy who runs it is always nice to them, but they need the money. They want to go in there, right? And this girl is with these two guys, and the girl is trying to convince them not to do that. Oh, man, you know, the owner of the deal, he's so much nice to us. Why are you doing this? And I ask, shut up, and you guard, you know, look out, and they're, they're trying to burn this law. And Miles shows up, okay? You know, these kids look like they might be, like, 15. Again, he's like 11 years older, so I, I think that the play is actually that they w- would probably be 10 years younger so that you get that idea that they're about the age that he would be where we normally know him. So we'll go with that. He's 10 years older than him. He he pops in and goes, yo, young bloods, really be wildin' these days. <laughs> it's me. Again, I don't need to see me. It's me walking into the room and trying to be cool. With, hey. You posting the pictures on the gram, are you? <laughs> Listen to him. And he, he does it the whole time. He's like, hey, word, word. Like, what? <laughs> and basically, these kids, he, he makes them run. Hey, don't do that. And then the girl stays behind. And he's like, hey, you, you kind of look like you're on the up and up. What's going on with you? And she says, well, I was trying to stop them from being bad. But I just, you know, I was just going to leave it alone. But I would have felt. So powerless if I didn't at least give it a try. It, 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 Miles makes a weird deal that almost looks like his, he's either flashing gang signs here or he's got a cramp in his hand. And he goes, Yeah, it be like that sometimes. I'm like, Please, you're not impressing these kids. And I, I really think that this Cody, he's writing this as if this would be like, it doesn't feel right to me. It makes me laugh. I really think he's like, Hey there, young people. Where are my fellow kids? <laughs> Steve shabby. And it just goes and basically this girl ends up putting on a spider mask as he goes up and you say, hey, you know, you be good. Don't get in trouble. Try to be like me. All right. And she puts it on. So it's almost like in my mind passing the even though my it makes it seem like Miles is supposed to be so much older 10 years from now. He's like, oh, my God, I, I'm surprised he doesn't have a walker or a cane. And one of them big horns that he can hear through. Hey, what's going on? I gotta go listen to my LPs. Uh, what's on the radio tonight? Well, while I end up, you know, I don't know. They're eating ribbon candy. Everybody loves the black licorice, right? You wild and young bloods. But yeah, that ends it. Made me giggle. It just made me giggle. I even look up. I'm like, who's this Cody Sick? I look up. I'm like, 
I, I don't know what you play here. It was funny, though. But yeah, that's the end. That was the end. I had some fun with this. I had fun talking with you guys about it. Uh, when I say that, I actually thought I, I sounded a lot like Mr. Rogers. We had fun talking about this today, didn't we? I'm, I'm changing my shoes. I'm taking off my Crocs and now putting on my other Crocs because I'm in this awful basement and I do not want to walk barefoot on this floor. But so, uh, hey, you know, it's a celebration. Like I said, I don't want to crap on it too much, but really you can skip it if you're really not interested in. And I don't think it goes far enough for what would really be a cool celebration. It's just kind of, it feels thrown together. It was delayed too, which is weird, but I'll be there next issue because issue number 31, you do end up seeing Taskmaster again, and that's a pretty cool setup. And they keep mentioning Shift, but Shift ended up disappearing. I want to see him. I want to see all that going down is what I want to see. Overall, I'll give this a 7.5. It's okay. I mean, if you if you are into these sort of things and you just want a quick read and, like, you haven't been reading Miles and you just want to dip your toe in, I, I think that this is, you know, worth just picking up and checking out. But we'll go to the next issue right about now. And the next and last book for this week is Thor number 17. It's the Revelations finale and it it kind of thudded at the end. I mean, a big thing happens by the end, but it really all of this has just been a bit of a setup to get to what happens at that, you know, cliffhanger, but even then it it didn't need to go this long. And and this issue, a lot of yakety yak a lot of yak and a lot of yakety yak that as I'm reading it, I was kind of getting a little bored, a lot of concepts being repeated, a lot of anger, a lot of family issues. Okay, I get it. You have the drama going on and things like that. But by the end, I'm like, yeah, I, I really didn't need anything but the cliffhanger. And that's a shame. I really do like this book. And this isn't an awful issue. It's just it seems like Donnie Cates just had some time to fill some space here and like okay i'll just have angela freya odin and thor kind of talk things out but get angry at each other and then talk a little more get angry all these things and set up a big thing in the middle the idea that angela's like well you know if you if you keep done messing up there thor uh, i'm gonna take the throne because it's rightfully mine actually i'm letting you do it you know let's see how you can but you know really how it goes down how the lineage goes and works, it's kind of mine, so get to it. But this is, again, Thor number 17, Revelations Finale, written by Donny Cates, guest art by Michelle Bandini. I think the art is great. I love Michelle Bandini's art. looks awesome. Colors by Matthew Wilson, which I think the colors are really good, too. I, I read my stuff digitally, and I read it digitally, first off, because I normally can't see blind as a bat but i just got my new glasses right so i actually did for the first time in a long while i broke out a trade the other day i'm looking through i'm like holy crap this is what happens when you can see because going into that up until this past week i had been wearing daily wear contacts where i would usually wear them months on end and also they were a prescription that i got in 2010 they ended up giving me a year's supply of contacts in 2010. I still have some left. A levy? Daily wear? I mean, isn't that in quotes? I mean, really? Daily? That's like telling me right now that you're supposed to change your underwear every day? I mean, who can afford that? I don't know. Yeah, I'd wear those kinds. So, and, and basically then, I ran you know, past that. I, I've lapped that prescription. I could not see. I am nearsighted, but I couldn't tell, but I got my glasses now. So I'm like, okay, but with all that, what I'm saying, I'm trying to convince people of why sometimes you should check some things out. If you're not a digital person, if you're like, no, I only go print and I'll never go to digital. You rip these comics out of my cool dead hands. Uh, sometimes things like this, it really pops though on that tab. Oh my God, you're like, man. And sometimes, and I'm telling you, there was a point where I was going through some just like, this is why I read it digitally because it it, it just pops. It does. Uh, but you go into this. Here is the recap. Thor is the god of thunder and all father of Asgard. Of late, he has had trouble with his hammer, Molnir. It's like almost like you know, it's Molnir's going out, staying out too late, drinking, hanging out with the wrong crowd, right? 
Uh, sometimes it's too heavy for him to lift. And other times people are able to lift it despite the fact that no one but Thor should be able to. Deciding Mjolnir's disobedience must be because he is now Asgard's king and no longer its warrior, Thor leaves the unruly hammer in the only place he thinks safe, within Avengers Mountains, so that he can focus on being a better king. Still think he should have kept it with him, but eh, who am I to say? Except that kind of was right. But now Thor and Odin have been summoned to Vanheim by Freya and Thor's estranged sister, Angela, for it's time for dot 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 revelations to Alan. And yeah, you end up, remember, last issue, they thought that, you know, Thor thought that Odin had summoned him. Odin thought Thor did. Then Freya's involved, but also Angela, they come in. And it, it basically just goes down the line of, you know, you're not good. You're not good. You're not doing your job. Neither are you. We're doing this, that, and the other thing as they're being attacked by these beasts. And, and I'm telling you, there's not much substance to everything that's going on. A lot of talk with not much being said overall. Again, except that yeah, they don't get along. You know, Freya and Odin are taking a little time out. There's a little separation. Thor never thinks that Odin respected him or gave him enough deal. Angela's here to just look down on everyone. And, I mean, I love Angela. And I love that she's just sitting there. And in her mind, she's probably like, why do I deal with these people in these weird times? But you end up at one point like, okay, we're getting attacked by these beasts. But you can't slay them too hard. Well, they'll bleed too much and then more will come and then we got to do this and Freya disappears and comes back pretty much riding a giant kitty cat with Gatlin guns attached to it. That sounds awesome. Looks pretty awesome as well, but isn't it a little silly? But you, you go through all of this going on and they finally do settle down. And, you know, they again, they start talking about things. There's points where they're saying that Thor is too cruel a king, but please. That, in my mind, does not make sense for what Odin had done and what Odin was. Thor, in my mind, is more of like, where have you been, dude? Like, you definitely don't want it. The, the thing to me, especially when it does point out that Thor thought, okay, why Mjolnir is not acting right for me is because I'm now the king and it wants me to be the warrior and whatnot. And I get the idea. He does, too. And, you know, go that angle. Like, not your cruel king. and you're the, No, it's you're an absentee king. You don't really feel like that's the job you want and things. And I think that that might be the whole problem with that, where Thor thinks that Mjolnir is reacting because he is king. I think that Mjolnir is reacting because he's not acting enough like the king, but he's going to do things himself, things like that. But again, like I said, it's kind of back and forth with Angela saying, hey, if I want to, I can take the throne and I will if you keep mucking it up you better fix this you better end up doing what you need to do and yeah you kind of go through all this going and then you have angela take odin away and suddenly he's in some gladiatorial combat thor gets to talk to his mom and this part's nice enough the problem is and i saw some people getting angry i'm not angry about this i'm just kind of sad about it i'm a little bit depressed the idea that you had Jason Aaron, who people loved his store. People loved this James Foster store. I do see a lot of people saying, please, Jason Aaron, stop doing anything with Thor. You had your time. Stop it. He still has him in the Avengers, so he can still get his hands in there, get his hands in the cookie jar. And with the whole tournament to see who was going to be the next Phoenix, you ended up by Jason Aaron revealing that Phoenix is actually Thor's mom. And so this upsets Thor while he's talking to Freya. And Freya goes with that idea that you have a lot of times. I mean, it's it's a very dramatic thing. Just had it in my wife watching that million little things. I've never seen the show. I end up walking in halfway through things. She loves it. She's crying the whole time. Just that. It's like that and This Is Us is just the waterworks end up coming from her. But I don't know why she keeps watching it. But one time I walked in just this past week. She's rewatching it, and there was the idea of a kid who's, you know, thought his father was his father, but it turns out it wasn't. But the idea of, just like Thor with Free of, I'm the one who changed your diapers. I'm the one who was there. It doesn't matter who you came out of. I'm your mother. It's that stuff. 
it, it's very cliche. We, the the problem is, and I don't mind it here. The problem is that it, it is pretty much giving all that justification to what I thought, and a lot of other people thought was a stupid idea by Jason Aaron. So why are you doing this, Donnie? Donnie Cates could have come in here and said, like, Dora, oh well, Phoenix is my mom. She told me, and that free go what. That jerk? She said that? Yeah, she's always lying. She's always trying to tell people that you're a son. That's bull crap. I'm your mother, right? Now it's like, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. But yeah, that whole thing of Frio saying you have to be your own king. You have to do it your way. Be good, whatever. But then ends up getting the deal where Thor, because of all this, and again, this is very soap opery. This is very much like, you know, just a drama. Maybe on like the CW. Maybe it's like one of those like One Tree Hill. Is that still on? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I am going to be the last king, mom. What? No, no. What do you mean by that? I ain't having no kids. You know, <laughs> it would be me. I'm Thor. I'm like, no ladies coming near me. Do I have five kids? Somehow I tricked my wife at least five times. But, you know. He says, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pass it on. And she's like, well, let's just put this aside. Let's all of this face it together, whatnot. The phone rings, and there is a funny little thing with Freya, like his phone rings. What is that? Oh, well, it's called a cell phone, Mom. You know, the crows are a little, you know, regular people, like this calls from Captain America. He don't like crows flying up to him and with. We use the cell phones. And she's like, oh, yeah, Loki's told me a lot about that. And I wanted Thor to get mad. Like, when are you always so, what, are you talking to Loki all the time? You haven't talked to me in a while. Uh, but he gets the call from Cap. And Cap's like, hey, um, yeah, we got a problem here. Oh, well, what, what, Cap? What's the problem? What, is Thanos back? You know, no, no, no. It's, it's something else. I, I don't know. And I love that. I think Cap drew the, the short straw. <laughs> like, you got to call Thor. I'm not calling him. There's a lot of people gathered around. That could have called Thor, but it's Cap. Cap doing that, you know, press his forehead deal to get that out there. It'd be funny. If it was me, I would have made Blade call. Hardly any could have. Blade, you barely. You call. You're a vampire. That's what you get. You, you should be a wolf man. The wolf man. No, he's a vampire. Uh, but he's like, yeah, somebody stole Molnir right from under our nose. We were supposed that we didn't watch it now. I also, like, Tony's in the background. Everybody seems concerned. I swear to God, that's not even Tony. It's it's just one of his armors that's just standing there. He's off on a beach. Or he's in Galactus's mothership. I don't know. He, he is, right? But you end up, well, Molnir's been stolen. After all that, not much going on. A little bit of a slog to get through. I like the art. But it, it was a slog to get through. That's an awesome cliffhanger. It really is. It's really cool at the end. You're like, oh, crap, let's go. And so I was excited by the end. But going through it, I said, I mean, people will probably read this and say, oh, man, that was a great moment with Freya and Thor. Yeah, you could say that, but I wouldn't. I thought that it was kind of an eye-rolling deal, especially for what they were talking about, the Phoenix and stuff like that. But then Thor, sad sack Thor, of like, I'm going to be the last king. Uh, Angela should just pop in again I told you, uh, yeah, I'm going to take over it sometimes So don't worry about it, wink, wink But, you know, goes off And it was funny that Angela mentions this You know, comes back in the book And there, and yeah, what's going on And just happens to just throw that out there out of nowhere Like that's not going to happen Like Thor at some point is just going to say I can't do it, you keep Angela in and do that It has to happen in my mind Why else would you do that? Now, with the whole thing, it's kind of cool. The next issue, you do end up, and it says next, to find Molnir, Thor turns to his new master of spies, Throg. I'm like, all right, we got Throg. That'll be cool. So, yeah, the cliffhanger, you know, ups it a little, but not not totally. It's not my favorite issue. I think that this whole Revelations arc just went on a little too much. Let's get out of it. Let's get to something cool. But with that, going to get to something done because we're done here now if you are playing at home there are a couple issues that i didn't talk about one issue that is and i i've been trying to not say anything and trying to kind of i'm like donny cates i'm stretching it out a little because i sent brandon a message and i wanted to know if he would be able to on monday 
talk the finale to Extreme Carnage. Me and him have gone through and talked about all of the Extreme Carnage issues, some on the Patreon, some on the regular show, and I wanted to end it. It'd be a real shame for me to end it without him. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a little, you know, inside tip or whatever. It was a bunch of nonsense. And it really ended with a thud, but I want Brandon to be there when we talk about that said thud. So me and him are going to do that on Monday. Monday night, uh, he is just verified. It just came in. So it was timing impeccable from drunken Brandon, who said that, yes, we, we will do that Monday night. So we'll have kind of like a, a little special deal Monday night. We'll come back. I'll put it up. Me and him will just talk through that book. We're going to put it up here on the regular feed so you know what we thought about that. The other big thing was the Darkhold deal started, Darkhold Alpha number one. And, boy, I I like Steve Orlando as a a guy. I've talked to him. He is one of the nicest people you can talk to. And this is a guy who ended up talking to me and, and very nice talking to me after a lot of issues of his I had completely ripped apart and may have even stepped over the line a couple of times. And this is more DC stuff. But it would drive me nuts. His Justice League of America drove me insane. And I kind of went, but he put that and yeah, joked about it. And he's right, but it's back because I ended up reading this Dark Hold Alpha and it's not good. It's not good at all. I, I couldn't get through it. I'll try. And maybe, maybe, I'm not going to promise, but maybe I'll check in with that on that Monday too. Normally, I, I wouldn't even say that we would do this Extreme Carnage deal, but like I said, I want me and Brandon. To talk about it because I want him And I asked him if he had read it He hasn't read it yet And I, I can't wait for him to read it And we'll talk about that So, you know, we get these couple books here Again, I want to mention that on the Patreon If you want to hear more right now The Amazing Spider-Man number 74 Nick Spencer's finale That is on the Patreon Me and Clay talked about Pick by the Bad Asses that get fresh Koopy Boop And also Dark Hawk number 2 A book that I am enjoying So Check all that out I hope you enjoyed This little laid back deal Me having some fun All by my lonesome But with that Check out our Twitter WS Marvel Comics And then go to the Patreon Patreon.com Slash Weird Science Where you get a ton of shows A ton of shows Some a little more serious Than this one Uh, Some just like What if you have seen On the feed The Marvel Best Marvel Comics Podcast Where I had gone through I believe this past week, the origin of Tony Stark Iron Man, a lot of issues and a lot of episodes like that. I gotta get going. I mean, I'm I'm gonna. It's late. <laughs> I'm getting a little goofy. But thanks, everybody. Really, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a couple giggles, and I will talk to you soon.